welcome to Healthy Perspectives Podcast with Jeremiah, where we provide clinical perspectives on current social and cultural issues. And don't forget, you can subscribe at Podbean, Spotify, Apple, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Please subscribe at any or all of them. You can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Getter, Twitter, and many other social media sites. Or you can email us at healthy perspectives with an S at protonmail.com. Hello, hello, welcome back. Thanks for joining us. Today I'm going to talk. Uh, well, I, I had a little personal situation that arose uh, that has inspired this, uh, this particular conversation. And uh, it's got me thinking about some things a little bit differently today than I did yesterday uh, or the day before. And I thought, you know what, like people go through this stuff all the time. So how about, how about I take a close look at it and decide what to do with it? And in doing so, I started thinking some about legacy. What is a legacy? In short, a legacy is uh, the looking forward as to what we want left behind when our time on this planet is done. In small amounts, we can leave legacies at every place of employment as practice, right? You know, what do you leave behind at the job that you're at right now? Uh, what do you leave behind uh, for your children? What do you leave behind uh, in your your school, right? The there's maybe there's a bench that's got some names on it or, you know, your class year or something like that. Those are legacy items or legacy policies. If you did it at work, stuff like that. So we get a lot of practice at what legacy is, but legacy in short is a projection forward as to what we stand for today and it's surviving until tomorrow. So we look back you know, and, and we look at, and we live now, and then we look forward. The forward part is the legacy part. So does legacy matter? Yes, of course, legacy matters. We can't live and project into the future too much, but a complete failure to do that. And we don't live our best version today. We have to be, as Tupac said, you stand for something or you'll fall for anything. The, the standing for something is the legacy part. We have to be standing for something that is bigger than today. And if we're not doing that, we are not sending a message that legacy matters. But more importantly, our, our living of today, if the wind blows tomorrow, we live different tomorrow. And that is not a good, healthy way to live. And hopefully by the time I'm done with this, you'll understand that more clearly. The truth is, Either legacy is going to happen to you or you will shape what it is. One of those two things is going to happen. Uh, if you are drinking and driving and you get into an accident and you kill somebody, your legacy is set. It happened to you because you didn't choose your long-term best version. I'm not saying there's anything like, look, I got nothing against um, somebody who has made a terrible, terrible mistake and is trying their best to recover. Look at what I do for a living. Uh, 
As a therapist, I see that all the time. We didn't live our best version and we want to correct it. That being said, the fact that you didn't leave, live your best version is putting you in a position where your legacy is not set. Can you repair it? Sometimes. Depends on how bad it is. But yes, most of the time I would say you can repair it. Uh, will you ever change the negative part? No, but we don't need to change the past. We just need to live better today. All right. So how would it happen to you if you spend no time focusing on the long term? Then others will ultimately, after the fact, come back and say, well, uh, this must be what he was living about. So that's his legacy. But when you do spend enough time, a little bit of time, not a ton of time, looking forward and saying, this stuff matters to my future, and you talk about it enough, the truth is, people are going to reference who you were and who you lived to be. And if you've said it enough, they're going to use your language. If you lived it enough, they're going to use your actions to determine your legacy. So, yeah, if, it, if we're looking at how it would happen to you, it's just a complete lack of understanding that there is a big picture of your life that's being painted by you right now. There's a big picture. Yes, you may think you're in this one little square painting this one little moment in time, but the big picture is coming to fruition. Whether you like it or you don't, it doesn't even matter. That is reality. Okay, so how would we go about deciding our legacy? This is where I'm hoping to give you some, some good nuggets, some things that you can take with you. Um, you know, go see a therapist and process these things or talk to your friends or your family about these things if you haven't already. Number one, principles. Have a set of principles, things that matter to you that shape your future. Now, principles are interesting because they're different than priorities. All right. I started with principles, but principles come out of priorities. So you have to have priorities. My priorities are really clear and simple. God, family, and friends, growth, both personal, professional, and communal, meaning in the community, and my calling, living out who I am as a healer. So that, that's my role. That's, that's something that, that I have been uh, given the gifts to use. And uh, if I don't use them, then I, I miss the boat. So that's four things, not super complicated. And I'll rehash those again in a little bit. But those, those guiding priorities, those focal points create principles. If I want to serve God, I have to be obedient. So there's a level of obedience. Uh, there's a level of courage and bravery. There's a level of uh, you know, servitude. I'm not here for me alone. Can I do things for me? Sure, from time to time, that's acceptable. But at the end of the day, I'm here for service. How about family and friends? Again, loving, kindness, respect, right? Care. 
I have to project those things to maintain those relationships. See how the priorities shape the principles. And that's the way it's going to go. So you have to have priorities that shape principles. And then those principles can then shape your life. That's, that's the way it goes. <clears throat> so the second thing is once you have set them, repeat them out loud often to yourself, to others, to anybody who will listen. Repeat, 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 repeat. Because it's that process of repeating them over and over that keeps them at the forefront. It's so easy to get caught up in moments, right? Like I could overly do the healer part and become somebody I'm not. You know, I could, I could get egotistical and think that I'm healing people. I'm not healing people. As a healer, yes, that's my role. But what I'm doing is loving, caring, and exposing people to all the different sides of their life that they may or may not have noticed themselves. I don't heal them. I'm a healer because uh, I am used by them. That's that servitude, right? So repeat them, repeat them, repeat them. Number three, live them daily. Well, the best way to do that is establish a set of goals for each priority that points to your principles, right? So if I look at uh, my, my, my growth, my personal, professional community growth, I need to have a daily goal, a medium goal, and a long-term goal that is specific that says, this is what you're going to live. That would mean a personal short-term goal of maybe, I don't know, reading a, you know, a certain number of books um, per year and break that down into, well, I got to spend 20 minutes a day doing some reading, right? Personal goal that makes me better. It may be a community. I might be uh, listening to left and right politics. Uh, I might get involved in the Rotary Club, which I am. Um, doing some service work, again, which connects to the other uh, priorities and principles that I have. And you see how these start to link together and they create a big picture. So got to live them. And the way to live them is to set goals about them. And then number four, and this is a critical one, <clears throat> you need to review them and make them more specific every year, at minimum every year. Okay. And that's important because if you don't, then you get stagnant in your, in your picture and you end up with this whole section of gray instead of this vivid color that you're painting your life in. Give you an example, or I'll give you a few examples. Abraham Lincoln, he started off as a failed businessman. He spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to make a business work. And he failed and he failed and he failed. But he kept moving in a direction. It was a specific and clear direction. One based on principles, based on priorities. He prioritized his friendship with the person that he borrowed money from. And so he made sure to repay the debt even though his business failed. 
It took him a long time, but he did repay his debt. And that translated into eventually him being the president and being one of the most fiscally responsible presidents of all time. That's a big deal. He took the small failures and successes along the way based on his principles, which is trustworthiness and fiscal responsibility and all of that stuff. And even though he made many mistakes on the way, he made the effort to correct them and became fiscally responsible. Uh, he did a lot of other things, but I'm focusing on that one just, just for these purposes. MLK, Martin Luther King Jr. was a minister, he saw injustice as a minister, decided that there was a more specific way in which he needed to minister. Over the years, as it developed, he peacefully protested many uh, incongruences in our nation, areas where we were doing things wrong. We would say, hey, we're about Christian values, but we'd be living out this hierarchical, you know, not relational view. And he said, eventually, I have a dream. And in that speech, we clearly learned his big picture. And what is he remembered for? The big picture. Like he painted the big picture for us. And that was his legacy. Gandhi. Gandhi was a lawyer. He saw lots of injustice. And he became one of the world's most well-known peacekeepers. Why? Because he saw all the injustice. And he realized that peacekeeping was necessary. Right? It shaped his priorities, his principles. They shaped, and as he uh, grew older and wiser, he got more and more specific in his presentation of them. And that's what he's known for. Jesus. You know, we, we looked for a political rescuer. And we've got, we, we were given Jesus. You know, what is he known for? He's known for saying there's more than just politics. Thank goodness for Jesus telling us there's more than politics. Because there's way more than just politics. Today, we've got a lot of people getting caught up specifically in politics. It would be nice if people would realize it's not all about politics. Our culture supersedes our politics. Like priorities supersede the principles. If you've got principles that point to nothing, then you've got nothing. If you've got principles that point to priorities, then you've got something. Jesus showed us that. I could give you endless examples of folks that served in the military, fighting battles, fighting in wars, then deciding, wow, I've seen a lot of really bad stuff. So I'm going to go into politics and see if I can create a peaceful outcome instead of a violent outcome. That happened historically over and over and in many, many, many different cultures, not just the American culture. But again, those are examples of priorities with principles that are designed to push toward those priorities 
and you end up with a life that has meaning, a life with meaning and not just a bench. Don't get me wrong. Putting a bench with names on, it's really cool. I like seeing them. It it always makes me wonder what the story was, but a true legacy is going to be a remembered life. So to, to do's for you, if you are looking to start this off, I'm going to say first, start with your head, heart, and soul. What is it in your life that truly matters? Right? I gave you my list, God, family, friends, growth, uh, my calling, the things that my gifts, using my gifts wisely. Start with that. What is it that is your priority? What matters the most to you? It, it, it may or may not look like mine, right? If, you're, if you are not uh, you know, a religious person or you believe that spirituality is uh, a hoax, as C.S. Lewis once said, he, like the, the man's greatest hoax. Of course, if you know the C.S. Lewis story, uh, you're going to see a totally different outcome in that. But let's say that's the case. Great. Does family matter to you? Do friends matter to you? Does making money matter to you? Like what matters to you? And what what is your greatest passion? And then how do you transform that into a value set, a principle that points toward what really matters to you? So that when your days end, people will go, you know what? I know for sure. They stood for this, this, and this, and this. And they know the top three to five things that matter to you because your life lived them out, because you spoke about them. Once you are done establishing a set of priorities, the things that matter the most to you, then take a look at principles that line up with them. And I went over that a little bit. But if growth matters to you, then your hand should be in the pot of growing things. If you're not growing things, yourself, others, uh, businesses, if you're not into growing things in your life, then it didn't matter to you. Forgiveness, when you're talking about family, that should be in there, right? Anybody had a perfect family? I doubt it. So we got to take a look at these things and then establish some principles, some things to live by that push us toward the things that matter. Then set some goals. And then when you're done with that, when you're done with that, remember you have to reevaluate. You have to reevaluate routinely can't just be once. You have to reevaluate. Because what happens if your priorities shift? What happens if you see things differently because your priorities shift? You need to redo this whole process. It's not a complicated process. Honestly, I could sit down with most people in therapy. I sit down with them. And in an hour, we set up the priorities. And oftentimes, we point toward many of the principles. We obviously, we come back and we uh, filter out 
um, those less important. We combine priorities, you know, because I don't want so many, or not priorities, principles. I don't want so many principles that you can't keep track. That's not good and healthy. Three to five priorities with, you know, three to five principles that push us toward those priorities. That's more than enough to remember. More than enough. And if you start living those out, oh my goodness, when that happens, you're creating your legacy. You're, you're shaping the big picture of how people will remember you. And you're doing it on purpose. Okay, I hope this was helpful. Uh, I know there were some parts in here where I'm, I'm looking back at it in my mind. I'm going, mm, I probably could have said that better. Uh, but my hope is you caught that and that you use that to make your better version of what I'm saying. Okay, that's that would be ideal. I would love that. Please do that. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great day. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. Please take a look at our website at www.healthyperspectives.com with a dash in between the healthy and the perspectives, make sure there's an S at the end.com. So again, www.healthy-perspectives with an S.com.